0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 50 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Chatting with Jane Savoy. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com.
1: Welcome to the Stable School,
0: with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. Bring the news through hail, high water while using their
2: tails as their own fly swatters. So Sit on down and laugh till your
0: poop cause. It's time again for Stable School. Stable school. Stable school.
1: Stable
0: school. This is Glenn the Geek.
1: And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network.
0: Well, Helena, it's, yeah. uh, we're back again another week. We are back again. And do you know that we're only two weeks away from our first anniversary episode of the Stable Scoop Show? and yeah. we have uh we what have up. a special show planned it 's actually going to be uh just kind of fun for you and I uh t- reminiscing and uh, getting some uh, old voices that we 've heard in the past and I think it's just going to be a good time
1: I, I, it's going to be a great time i'm interested in hearing um geez, I cannot talk today i can 't wait to talk to <laughs> Jane because I think just talking to somebody like Jane would put me in a good frame of oh, mind. There, there
0: you go <laughs> well what was
1: I going say I was going to say something about. What show are we doing? (laughs) That's it. I think I've just hit the wall.
0: Yeah, that's it. You did hit the wall. Jeez, what's going on up there in Boston? Well, I did want to say that if you would like to be part of the 52nd episode, the one-year anniversary show coming up in two weeks, you can leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the air. Tell us uh, what you think. If there was an episode that uh, you—we especially want to know the episodes that you really enjoyed. And I have to tell you, Helena, on the eventing radio show last week, we had Amy and Greg try on. Yeah. And what a fun if you haven't had a chance to listen to it uh take a listen to it they were so much fun and of course Greg was on <laughs> with us during the horse husband's episode That's right and we we just had a great t- they were they're such a great couple and they they just opened up and they had a good time and they were laughing and and it was just a good time. And you can listen to that at eventingradio.com, the, that episode. But but it was. We, if you would like to be on our show, just give, go to stablescoop.com, hit the contact link at the top of the page, and there, our voicemail line number is there. Give us a call on our voicemail line, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on that 50-second episode. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but uh, I'm just looking forward to that. I'm going to put together some special audio for you, so that should be fun, too. So it should be a lot of fun, uh, and I can't believe it's been a year since you and I just talked about doing a silly little show.
1: It's zoomed by. It's zoomed, zoomed, zoomed by. I have to say, and I may, maybe we sh- I, I want to save this conversation for our actually our the actual one-year anniversary show, but I have never had so much fun working. I know. <laughs> it's So we're just – that'll be the theme for the show. That's right. How much
0: fun this really is. That's correct. And, you know, you and I, we've gotten to talk to some fascinating people that we would have never gotten to talk to if we weren't doing this show. And just thank God there's actually people out there listening, and we have listeners now in 26 countries.
1: Well, that's the thing. And, again, we need – I see I could go on and on about this right now, but – and there's people who we hear from folks who say, I was on my way to a show, and it was like a four-hour drive, and we were in the truck, and oh, my gosh, how fun it was to listen to Stable Scoop the whole way down. Or, you know, I listen to you when I'm, you know, mucking my stall or running or walking. That is such a nice thing to hear, that people actually listen to us, enjoy the back-and-forth chatter, the information –
0: I wonder I mean, how many people listen to us to help put them to sleep at night. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> we haven't heard from the insomniacs yet about what a good tranquilizer this is.
1: <laughs> and in The heck with really common cool. We really have only gotten in the one year. We've only gotten one piece of hate mail.
0: That's true. That is true. And it was after our first episode, I think. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. So hopefully That's we've right. gotten better. Well, you know, we have a great, fantastic guest today, and we need to get to our guest because because we, it should, we just we recorded we just this bust. interview earlier. Yeah, we did record this interview earlier. We, we were so lucky to be able to get her on the air and then to be able to spend, like, we spent, like, 40, 45 minutes with her, and it just flew by, and we think it will for you, too. Um, and we're just not going to tell you who that is till after this commercial break for Equestrian Collections, and then we'll tell you who it is because you're not going to want to miss it. We just had a great time with her. Uh, equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips at a price you can afford. They have a huge website with a ton of stuff. You know, we know that the Stable Scoop Show has a varied audience. We have many people who are in many different disciplines who who have no discipline at all and just have horses and ride for fun no matter who you are in the horse world you can find something you need and want and should have from Equestrian Collections. You, you go to their website, and they have so many different ways to search. It's one of the neat things about their website is there's just so many different ways to search for what you want. And they give you a multitude of options. It's a lot different than when Helena and I first started our websites back in the 90s, when, when, when there wasn't even a search function on the website. You pretty much just had to try and figure <laughs> it out. Um, and the search never worked when you used it. it was, that's years ago, Helena. That brings back memory.
1: Yeah, let's leave those buried.
0: (laughs) Well, Equestrian Collections is doing something fantastic for our Stable Scoop listeners now. They're offering a coupon for $10 off any order of $120 or more. All you have to do is use the promo code STABLESCOOP. When you go through the checkout uh, where it asks for a promo code, just put in stable scoop, all one word, and it'll give you $10 off your next order. Uh, actually, I think any order over over $120 or more. So next time you need to buy a couple of items, check out Equestrian Collections first, and you'll save money to begin with, and you'll save even more because of stable scoop. And we appreciate them offering that to our listeners. You can visit Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. They put the whole world of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford all right helena the suspense has been killing them now tell them who we're having on here
1: we have today jane savoy jane is one of the most recognized names in dressage she's been a member of the united states equestrian team and has competed for the u.s in canada holland belgium france and germany jane was the reserve rider for the bronze medal winning olympic dressage team in barcelona spain She's been long listed by the USET with several horses, and has won nine Horse of the Year awards and three National Freestyle Championships. Jane is well known as a coach, rider, speaker, and of course her competitive accomplishments. Uh, She was the 1996 and 2004 Olympic dressage coach for the Canadian three-day event team in Atlanta and Athens. I mean, these, these accomplishments are just racking up. Yeah, I mean, they what, do. You know, there's, it, this goes on, and I'll continue, but, I mean, hello, wouldn't you be excited anyway? That's Gene right. Savoy. <laughs> so she's also coached several top dressage and three-day event riders in their preparations for the 2000 Olympics. And while in Sydney, she helped rider Sue Blinks secure a bronze medal for the U.S. dressage team. Miss Savoy has written five books that have been published both in the U.S. and abroad, and her best-selling sports psychology book, "That Winning Feeling," is in its ninth printing and has been translated into several languages. This woman totally rocks.
0: Yeah, I mean, she, and she does. She's doing a lot more now in the education, and she has very interactive websites. She truly gets new media. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. She actually does a podcast too, and we'll talk to her a little bit about that. She just, she just gets it, and she's very dynamic and and we were we just had a great time and we want to share that with you right now well hi jane and welcome to the stable scoop show it's such a pleasure to have you on
2: well, I'm delighted to be here, Glenn.
0: <laughs> well, you know, what's what's interesting, too, is we you know, we could have you on, on any number of our shows. We have the Eventing Radio Show and the Dressage Radio Show, and you've been involved in almost all of those. So, I mean, yeah. we really could have you on. I know Chris was a little bit jealous, I think. Chris Stafford, my co-host for the Eventing uh, Radio Show, and she's also the co-host on the Dressage Radio Show with with Heather Blitz. And oh, right. I, I think that they were a little bit jealous that you're on our show and not theirs. So.
2: Oh. I can do do everything.
1: (laughs) Tell him to give me a call. I told you she'd make a good guess, Glenn. (laughs) I just
0: told Chris that I asked you first. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) huh-huh. No, Chris is good.
1: Jane, what um, what discipline is your focus these days? I mean, you're sort of the uh, the queen of of dressage queens. Are you still heavily um <laughs> interested? And I mean that in a good way. I, with,
0: that's that's good coming from a, a dressage woman, Helena. So <laughs> well,
1: uh, no, do you? So are you still heavily involved in in the world of dressage, or have you branched absolutely. out a little? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just as much as I ever was. Yep.
1: And what kinds of things are at the top of your to do list at uh, let's say wow. this summer? What's the 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 top two things? Well,
2: I have a horse that um, had an injury last year, and I had um, the uh, winter before in Florida. He had had his debut at Pre-St. George. This is a Friesian that I'm training that came from Proud Meadows Farm. And then he had an injury, so I didn't get to train him. So this – I didn't get to show him, actually – and then we started back slowly after his injury, and we're working. He's doing everything in the Grand Prix, so that's the goal for Florida for this coming season, is I'd love to have his debut at Grand Prix.
0: Wow, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Well, you know, you have so many successes. I mean, you've done everything. We we we, we went through them all in, in your introduction. Uh are there goals left that you want to accomplish? Are there, was it World Equestrian Games? Are, are, you, are you done with that, or you still want to do some of that?
2: Well, you know, I think that you always have to have a goal. I don't care what you're doing, whether it's riding or anything else. But, but as far as, you know, my daily goals with my riding, you know, it's like it's, it's a work in progress. I was talking to someone about this yesterday about position things. You're, you're never done. You're never done working on your position. You're never done learning. And that's what's so cool about what we do is that it's a lifelong learning process. So it's great. So I'm always picking away at my position. Just like everybody else, I'm asymmetrical and I sit a little bit crookedly. And so I'm always working on these things and and trying to become straighter and more aligned so that my aids are more effective and getting the feedback from the horses so that I I learn lessons from from the horses as far as just being a better rider. It's just something that that you can do forever. So, you know, as far as my daily goals, yeah, for sure, I, I have those kinds of goals. And then I guess... You know, the big complaint that I hear from years and years of traveling around the country and doing clinics is, no matter where I go, it's really interesting. No matter where I go, people say, well, there's nobody in this area. I can't understand how there can be no one in every area.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody in the country, huh? <laughs> nobody in
2: the country. There aren't <laughs> any trainers in the country. So, And the thing is, I try to go to as many different areas as I can, I think, at this point, except for Hawaii. I've been to every state in the United States and... and um, some other countries as well, giving clinics, but that means that I'm not able to do much follow-up as far as going back into an area a second or third or fourth time. So what I've been focusing on are producing home study-type courses so that people who are in Montana or in you know areas like that where they really don't have access to training can have some kind of system that they can follow, so that they can get some guidance, even though they don't have clinicians coming in on a regular basis. So that's, besides my own riding goals, that's what I'm focusing on between the home study courses and this um, online coaching site that I started called Dressage Mentor. So that's that's how my focus tra- uh, has changed a little bit as far as what I'm doing the the clinics it's you know they're great but you only get to help eight or nine people and then the people that are auditing there can can pick some things up but to be able to produce the home study courses or the online coaching program I'm I have people from all over the world that have access to these things so I'm trying to be more global in my teaching in that way
0: well, and you you have been doing that in a way for a lot of years through your books too. I'm I'm sitting here looking at my wife's bookshelf, and that, that winning feeling is sitting right there. Oh, cool! You know, and she I know she gave that. We have somebody staying with us right now who who ended up being a thoroughbred trainer, but we've known her for 17 years, and my wife coached her, and that was one of the first books that she gave her, and she didn't do dressage, wow. you know. And I think that your books are really cross platform. They're they're you know, and especially a, a winning attitude, which I wanted to get in a little bit with you, too, the mental side, because that's something that fascinates both Helene and I, the mental side of riding. Um, but, you know, you do so much. You have the DVDs, you the book. I don't know when you have time to do it all, to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: sometimes.
1: sometimes <laughs> I wonder Here the comes the real thing.
2: part. Yeah, I know, <laughs> really. Oh, my God. It's like trying to keep all the balls in the air. And, you know, sometimes I, I drop a couple, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not boring, let's put it that
0: way. So let me ask you, we, we're, we're geeks. Both Emily and I are geeks, all right? And, and my name is Glenn the Geek. So we, we like to ask the off-the-wall questions, too. How do you keep track of all your schedule? Do you do it online now, or do you do it in a paper book, or what?
2: What do you mean, keep track I
0: mean, of you're, you're just basic schedule. We often talk about how do you keep track of your schedule? Are you doing it on a calendar online? Yeah, I you? have
2: a—oh, no, no. I talk about geek— I'm a geek, too, but I'm I'm a computer geek. I just have barely learned how to do email in the last (laughs) two years. And I think it was five or six years ago I didn't even know how to turn on a computer. I'm just like... And now you're Twittering. I know, but (laughs) I I really don't even know what to do with that. It's just... I'm just learning all this stuff. But, you know, I'll tell you how I got started with computers, and then I'll answer the calendar question. All right. (laughs) That book, That Winning Feeling, that was the first book that I wrote, and I wrote it on a manual typewriter. And I don't know how to type either, so I'm a two-finger typist <laughs> Actually, I'm a four-finger typist because I've, I use two fingers on each hand, but I have to look at
0: the... Well, you got me beat by time. two fingers. <laughs> well, there
2: you go. And so anyhow, and you know how in the computers now they say cut and paste? I literally cut and taped the things together, the pieces together, when I was reorganizing stuff and then had to retype manually. So... When I did my second book with my publisher, Trafalgar Square, part of the contract with them is they said that I had to get a computer.
0: (laughs) They made you get a computer? That's
2: awesome. They forced me to get a computer because that was the only way they would do the next book with me. But anyhow, so I really am a computer geek. I'm I'm just lost with this stuff. But anyhow, what I have is a great big – year-long calendar on my wall Ah. that tells me where I'm, you know, month by month. You know, you get it as staples, those kinds of things. So I get a feel for blocks of time. And then I do actually block out uh, sections of time. For example, I have a new product that's coming out um, called Freedom from Fear, Strategies to Help Equestrians Squash Their Fear Gremlins. And I really wanted to get that done, and so I. A lot of my other stuff, I got, I blocked off this time. I finished everything that I needed to do that was just screaming for attention before June. So I had a good couple of months that I could totally focus on finishing the CDs and the DVDs for the Freedom from Fear program. And now I've finished that, and it's in production. Is that's that going to be
0: a? That's going to be a video production. Of, it's, a, yep.
2: it's seven audio CDs. Okay. with all uh, well I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a second but seven audio CDs and and three DVDs and it includes the two things that I do one is the mental aspect of in this particular case fear and dealing with fear and the other are at, the other part of it is actual te- riding techniques to help you feel that you have more control over your horse because if you have better communication and better control, then you're going to feel safer and you're going to be less fearful. So there's both riding technique as well as the sports psychology aspect. So I, you know, I really blocked off a couple of months to just, you know, I still did other stuff, but that was my primary focus. Now that is finished, like I said, and at the fulfillment house. And then I thought i I actually on Facebook I said, "Someone, somebody, please slap me and stop me (laughs) because
0: I can't stop (laughs) myself." Sounds like me.
2: (laughs) Well, here's what I did. One of the techniques, as far as making your horse safer and having better communication, is to know how to connect your horse, how to put him on the bit. So I thought, okay, I'm going to write an ebook with tips on putting your horse on the bit. And and I'm going to give it away as a free bonus with the Fear Program. So that's what I've been driving myself nuts doing. The, you know, these last two weeks is doing this this
0: ebook. <laughs> All right, this really is interest. Helena. That's this hard. is a woman that just said she started computers two years ago, and she's yeah. writing eBooks to e-books. go with her DVD set.
1: Well, yeah, that's, but, why, know, why, she, that's <laughs> why she that's why she is. I'm doing it
2: on Word, and I and <laughs> I had to Google, and I haven't done it yet, but I had to Google. How you turn word into a PDF thing? Because I haven't gotten that far. I'll,
1: I'll. Hey, no, that's that's not not everybody knows how to do that.
0: Yeah, so oh, that, really, we'll forgive yeah, you on that that's, one. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that's still that's not for your the the, we'll, the light. We'll keep to
0: your geek credentials there so far.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, once I get to the point that I actually have to, you know, get it in a form where people can can you know, I can deliver it electronically and they can read it, then I, I'm going to need some help with that. But yeah. the writing I can do.
0: Well, it's that's together. great. You, you know, and it, you that know what's happens. so interesting about this, Jane? We talked to, you know, we've interviewed hundreds of people for the shows for with Horse Radio Network over the past year, and... One of the things that I always find fascinating, and you can tell in their voices, you are so excited about what you're doing currently. You sound like you're going to the World Equestrian Games tomorrow with your horse, and and it's so cool to see you embrace this this really this step that you're taking with the with the DVDs and everything else you're doing with really the same fervor you did when you were competing heavily.
2: Yeah, I I just I think. I think you have to be passionate about anything that you do because you know whether it's trying out for a team or writing a book or whatever, you're always going to run into setbacks and stumbling blocks and all kinds of things along the way, all kinds of obstacles. And if you don't have a burning desire to do what you want to do, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then you just stop dead in your tracks. But if you have that passion for what you're doing, then, you know, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's a stumbling block that you go around and then you, you stay on the same path. But you, yeah. I, I just think it's it's absolutely essential no matter what your goal is to f- to have a burning desire.
1: So, uh, now this might sound like it's off topic a little bit, but it, it just made me think of this in terms of stumbling blocks for riders. Um If you – how do you – not everybody has the same kind of passions and not everybody rides for the same reasons. And Mm -hmm. I think those reasons are as varied as people themselves. Um, What kind – what are the major stumbling blocks for adult riders today, particularly in dressage? Because I I have a firm belief that dressage is the foundation of all disciplines. Yeah, I agree. Um, So I think that – and and a stumbling block could be um, I don't need to learn dressage or I – can't get my horse on the bit. Or, so what do you see as the major stumbling blocks today for adult riders?
2: Um, I, well, I see a couple, really. I think the major stumbling block, especially for um, adult amateurs who didn't start as children or a lot of the adult amateurs that, that I've taught that have taken a break for, you know, 20 years because they've been raising a family and now they're getting back into riding – they don't have an independent seat. They didn't start maybe when they were kids riding bareback and just fooling around on horses and, and finding their balance in that way or being in a formal school where they were put on the lunge line and for months and months and months they were never even allowed to pick up the reins until they had an independent seat. And the thing is they can learn how to do things like how to put your horse on the bit or how to do a leg yield or whatever. But if you give your aids, if you give the cues, the signals from a, your riding position that's not correct, that without an independent seat, and I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more in a second, then you're going to be less effective than someone who gives the exact same aids, but they're sitting correctly. And I think a lot of adult amateurs haven't had a chance to develop that independent seat. And what I mean by that is if you go to close your leg you don't have this extraneous movement in your hand, or you can isolate one seat bone over the other. You know, you can use your body independently without having the movement ricochet through another part of your body. So I think not having the opportunity either to ride as a child or to get on the lunge line and develop an independent seat makes it frustrating for a lot of adult riders because intellectually, they know what they're supposed to be doing much of the time, but they're they don't have the seat to be able to do it. I think the other big stumbling block is not, not the fault of the the riders themselves, but I think that there are, a lot of teachers are very, very good riders, and a lot of times good riders ride by feel, so they can, can't articulate what it is that they're doing. Right. And I'm lucky because... I'm a trained rider. I'm not a good rider. I'm an okay rider. You know, I, I'm not being falsely humble here. I'm okay, but I'm mm. trained. I, you know, I'm not a gifted rider. I'm not one of these riders who rides by feel, but I'm trained so that I'm competent. And so because I am i don't ride by feel, my whole learning process, it's very left brain. I break things down into formulas, and I teach people cause and effect, like it if you do this on this rein, you have this result. Or if you do this with this leg, this is the result it has in the horse. Or my friend, Sue Blinks, calls what I do, sometimes she calls it recipe riding. You Mm -hmm. add a cup of this and a pinch of this and a dash of that, and you mix it all together, and then you have shoulder in. And so what I do, I think, for the adult amateurs who – don't also ride by feel. They're not innately gifted as well. They're just trying to learn technique as I break it down into step one, step two, step three, add all these things together and this is the result. And so for, for a lot of the adult amateurs who haven't had the opportunity to have things broken down into formulas, they're frustrated because they know what it should look like, but they don't know how to create it.
1: Right now, do you have have you ever encountered the reverse where you have um, a rider who is naturally gifted who does ride by feel and then has challenges fitting that natural feeling into the technique they know should they should be putting together?
2: Yeah, I've had that actually, um, not a lot, but enough of the time. And you know, I have great relationships with a lot of the the trainers like, for example, Sue Blinks and um, the owner of the barn that I'm up at in Vermont here, Ruth Polson. And both Sue and Ruth are very right brain. They really ride by feel. And a lot of times we kind of exchange students. Like if I have someone who comes to me and I know they're primarily a right brain learner, I'll encourage them to go and ride with Sue or ride with Ruth and vice versa. As far as, you know, giving back to what you said about putting a horse on the bit, Sue, it doesn't matter who she's had over the last 20, 25 years, who she's had as a working student. She will always send the person to me for the lesson on how to put the horse on the bit. Because although Sue and I have worked together for decades, she knows that I can articulate it better than she can. She can ride it, but I can articulate it. So... If I if someone comes to me and I see that their learning style th- that it's not going to be a good fit my left brain teaching style their right brain learning style then I send them somewhere else because it's not going to do them any good. Hmm.
1: hmm. Hmm. You didn't like that answer. <laughs> no, I I I guess I wasn't prepared for it, but I I like it very much <laughs> because it it's you, you know. It's so much about, or to me, it's so much about relationship building, whether it's with you and your horse or you and your instructor or you and your peers, that finding the right relationship fit for what you're trying to learn is so important. Um, So, yeah, like I said, I'm surprised, but pleasantly so. Yeah, but you know what? Also, because I've been doing
2: this for a really long time, I mean, I've been teaching over 35 years. And, you know, one of the things that you asked me before about, you know, what goals at this stage of the game, what goals do you have for yourself? You know, I always try to be the best that I can be at whatever I'm doing. And one of those things is teaching. So even though I'm primarily left brain recipe writing formula person, over the years I've learned how to adapt so that I can help some of these people that are more right-brained. I I give them images. Well, it should feel like this. Here's an example. Um, I talk about keeping your hands forward in the work area, not pulling back, because if you pull back, you steal power from the hind legs. And, you know, I can tell somebody hands forward, hands forward, hands forward until the cows come home. But then if I paint a picture like Sue, Sue or Ruth does, I paint a picture and I say, okay, you're sitting on your horse and you have a basketball in front of your stomach and your hands are on the other side of the basketball and you can't bring your hands any closer to your body than that because the basketball is in the way. So over the years, I've learned how to help the right brain people a little bit more. And I've had people that um, have some learning disabilities and I've had to get very creative to the point of actually bringing out paper and pencil and drawing things out on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and you know it's just it's been fun for me to to realize okay it's not that there's anything wrong with them in, in terms of them being able to learn what I'm saying it's the the weakness is in me as a teacher that I need to go a little bit deeper into my bag of tricks to find a way that I can say the same thing in a way that that they can relate to so yeah that's one of my goals as well but to understand that there are different learning styles and to modify my teaching so that I can be useful to people who don't aren't necessarily left brain learners like myself
0: yeah and I, I must be right brain because that whole basketball analogy worked for me I could, wow. Yeah, I could see that basketball analogy working yeah. for me where you could tell me, you know, not to have my hands back there all day long. But if I can picture the basketball there, yeah. then I, yeah. could, I it works for me, you know? Yeah. Um and
1: I, know, I have no idea if I'm left or right brain, but I have to know the why. And if I know the why, then I can do the how. It, then you're
2: right-brained.
1: Is, I'm right. People okay.
2: are, are what, why, how to, and what if. Basically, there's four kinds of learning things. The how-to people are the formula people. That's me. Just give me the steps. Tell me how to do it. The why people, they want to know the philosophy. They want to know, you know, well, why am I doing this and what does it feel like? And I mean, I remember, and it's great because, you know, there were years that I rode with Pam Goodrich, who's very, very right-brained. And it was great for me because (laughs) I would say to her, okay, because I wanted her to break things down. You know, break this down. Da, 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 da. And she would go to me, Jane, there are no rules. And I'd go, <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. But if there were rules, <laughs> what would you do? You know, I would just, I, I wanted rules. I wanted step one, step two. I wanted formula. And I remember the first day that I produced something on a horse when she was teaching me, and she, she, I, she goes, That's it, that's it and i was so excited because i didn't have a clue what i had done <laughs> right it was a it was the first time i had started to ride from the right side of my brain in that way uh. because it, it wasn't something that i had done mechanically through the left side of my brain i just knew what i wanted the finished product to look like and somehow i had created that so that's one of the things that you know pam really brought to me in my riding and helped me understand about teaching that not everybody, you know, learns in the same way.
0: Right? You know, that's interesting. I, that leads to me down a different path here, is you have the site Dressage Mentor with Jane Savoy, and it's at dressagementor.com, and it's a subscription site, right? Right. And this is, what do you do on that site? I have a follow-up question, right brain, left brain, but what do you do on that site first? How does it work?
2: Oh, there's all kinds of um, sections. I have... Um, a video section and every month I put up new videos of me actually teaching lessons and I actually I also have bonus videos and I asked my subscribers I said look some of these bonus videos are old VHS tapes that I've had to convert so the quality is going to be really really terrible I can put them up as bonuses do you want to see them and everybody's like yeah 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 because what they are are they're they're old Um, tapes of me competing or taking a lesson with somebody there's all kinds of things so they're happy to see them even though the quality of the the video itself isn't great but the audio is fine so they can get a lot of information from that so i have the video section and then i have an audio section where every month i do anywhere from six to eight Little audios. They run anywhere from fifteen minutes to twenty-five minutes, and they cover. Some of them are riding things, like um, tips for test riding, or my horse has too much bend in his neck and shoulder in. And some of them are sports psychology things, how to deal with show nerves, or um, how to deal with your inner critic. And so I have the audio section, and the most exciting section for me. I actually have six or seven section, but the most exciting section is something called the hot seat. And in the hot seat, people, they can either send in three or four photographs, or they can send in a little video up to 10 minutes. And I do a voiceover, and I do a critique on whatever they send me. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about, being able to reach people that are in different parts of the country and the world. In fact, I have a, um, a girl from Hong Kong who's been on the site for quite a long time, and she's actually coming next week to Vermont for five days. She's coming all the way from Hong Kong. Wow! To ride for five well, days. Well, that'll be but, fun
0: for you too. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 But she, but um, she's been on my hot seat. And then every month, I have um, articles that I put up. I have, and I keep everything up so it's like a library that people can go back and refer to. And then I have interviews with experts, and I have experts in all kinds of different areas. Like I have. Um, what is the judge looking for? I have some clicker trainers. I have my horse dentist, Jeff Tucker, on there. I have an animal communicator on there. I have all different things that I wouldn't know how to talk about on my own. So so I interview people. And actually, the interview I did yesterday it was so fun. Do you remember the um, sitcom coach? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so remember Dauber, the kind of dumb guy oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. the big guy well his his girlfriend was judy watkins the the tall blonde basketball coach yes 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 Yep. well she's a dressage rider
0: oh really a, yeah. she's like okay. eight she, foot
2: tall she's six foot tall and really skinny i hate her
0: <laughs> <laughs> just put her on a warm
1: blood she'll look good <laughs> yeah,
2: she's, she's a really good dressage rider so i interviewed her yesterday for the dressage mentor thing. And then I have a, the, the last section is called Ask Jane. And people email me questions. And every month, I usually take about eight questions. And I answer the questions. You know, I write them out rather than like, sometimes if the questions are really long, I, I do the audio instead, because it would be too much to write. But I answer, I answer like eight questions, So it's just, it's and I have a forum. That's the other thing a very interactive forum where the people have really become a very supportive family to each other. And I'm very active on the forum. We, I get on it every day and chat with the people. And But the forum is basically a support group and a brainstorming. It's a mastermind group for the members. So like somebody will say, well, I'm having problems with my horse doing this, and then anybody have any ideas. And I'll watch for a while, see the input that other people are giving because I I want them to help each other like that. And then, you know, I'll watch maybe five or six posts with people giving somebody suggestions and then I'll chime in and say, hey, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. This is exactly right. So it's a real, it's a way for me to have a connection with people no matter where they are and they feel connected
1: to me as well. And involved, yeah. What yeah, a great way! I, I, I like the fact neat. that you let them um, answer first and help each other oh, out. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and that also gives you the opportunity to clarify maybe misconceptions, right? Exactly. Because you know sometimes it's so hard to um, prove your credibility when you're on these forums because you know you know there's people that don't attach their names or their history or right. their credentials, um, but for you to come in and say yeah, thumbs up, I yeah. agree, or wait a minute, That's thumbs what up, I let's try. That's yeah. fabulous.
0: And you know what yeah. I think, what a point where I was trying to get back to where we're talking to left and right brains there. And by the way, it's only 27 bucks a month. You, that's like a quarter of a lesson. So I know. I, you know that's, I that's,
2: all that stuff.
0: That's pretty cheap, yeah. yeah. Um, but I wanted to say, you really, because of the format and the way the website's laid out with all the different sections you have, with the video and the audio and the written, you're, you're really appealing to both left-brain and right-brain learners. And that's one of the advantages of the Internet, especially now that video is so prevalent, is for the right-brain people, you have something, too, where we used to be a little bit left out. Yeah. Um, when it came, comes to books and things like that, are not something that we necessarily get a whole lot out of unless it have a lot of pictures. Um, you know I'm, I'm just being serious here because I'm one of them oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. yet with the videos and things you truly you truly are incorporating everybody and I don't even know if you thought about that intentionally but you really are
2: I did actually think about that intentionally and I'll tell you why because of like I said over the years of teaching and realizing that that I needed to come up with different ways of getting my point across and it it was because of people's different learning style. I learned in addition to the left brain thinkers and the right brain thinkers, and we're all a little bit of both. We just are predominantly more one way than the other. There are also different learning styles in that, and don't quote me exactly, but approximately 80 or 85% of people are visual learners, which you sound like you are. And, um, 15% 15% are kinesthetic learners. They learn by feel. You get them in a situation and you say, okay, you feel that? that that's the feeling you're, you're looking for. And 5% are auditory learners. So I realized that if I only taught visually, then there was going to be a good 20% of people that just weren't going to get it because they were either kinesthetic learners or auditory learners. So my happy horse home study course was the first thing that I came up with that addressed those three different learning styles. So what I have with Happy Horse is I have um, 23 lessons on DVD that you can watch. Then I have those exact same lessons, although it's not that I I pulled the audio off of them. I actually did audio recordings. But if it was on something like Suppleness or Connection, the DVD lesson, then I did an audio addressing Suppleness and addressing Connection. So I did audio CDs, and then... I have a 135-page manual where it's all written out. So the people who like to see things laid out like that, they can refer to the exact same lessons. And it I was so excited, I have to tell you, when Happy Horse first came out and I started getting feedback from people because it turned out exactly the way I wanted it to. I had people say to me, you know, I haven't even had a chance to look at the DVDs yet because all I do is listen to the CDs in my car and sometimes I take the long route to work so I can because you're not done talking and I'm at work so I make another little circle around so I can finish listening to the CDs and then I have other people that say I watch the DVDs at home I listen to the CDs on the way to the barn I ride my horse and I pull out the manual and I review and make little notes beside the different things that I did, depending on what lesson I worked on. So I'm very excited that, you know, the people that need to see things watch the DVDs first, the people that like to hear things listen to the CDs first. So it's just that's where I came up with the idea, and then I just carried through with the Dressage Mentor with the same ideas I had for Happy
0: Horse. Well, that's great. I mean, you you, you truly are a marketer. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know a marketer as much as I, I think I am a teacher
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I I was for years when I was younger I was kicking and screaming about that because like I said oh, I wanted to be a brilliant rider and I'm not a brilliant rider I'm just a skilled rider I'm a trained rider and I wanted to be the brilliant rider so I was frustrated that I wasn't the brilliant rider and and. Finally, I realized that my gift is my ability to communicate, my ability to teach. So rather than running down that gift and thinking, oh, you know, okay, that's all you can do. That's, that's what you're good at. And isn't it too bad that you're not a better writer? I finally decided to embrace the fact that that is my gift. I am a teacher. So it's more the teacher part of me that produces all of these things, I think, than the marketer part of me.
1: Well, you know, that, that brings up a good question, and this is one that always gets me. Um, you use, you, earlier you used the word effective rider, and now we're talking about good riding, brilliant riding. Uh, how would you define effective riding? Because to me, effective riding is brilliant. I, I mean, sometimes I say, Gio, I aspire to be a brilliant rider, but really what I'm aspiring to is to be an effective rider. How would you define an effective rider?
2: I think that the, an effective rider is someone that can do, even if they're a technician, like I, I consider myself a technician, because I do understand cause and effect, and I have an independent enough seat that if I want to use my leg or my seat or my rein aid in a certain way, I'm able to do that. So I'm effective, and, and I am a technician, that I know that if I do such and such, I'll create something else. But... Because I am a technician and not the brilliant rider, here's a perfect example. So yesterday, Ruth, who I mentioned earlier, was riding in the arena while I was riding, and she would say to me different things like, um, "He fell on the forehand in that, you know, because she's right brain. She doesn't tell me how to do anything. She just tells me what it looks like. She's a mirror for me. Fell on the forehand in that corner. Uh, neck is too short there." um, he's rope walking behind in that piazza. You know, she would just tell me different things. And within one stride, I could change it. It didn't take me, you know, circles and circles and circles to change it because I'm effective. I could take in the information that she was telling me because she was my mirror and I could effectively make the changes. But if she hadn't been there, I wouldn't have made those changes on my own. I would have just merrily gone on my way doing what I was doing, thinking (laughs) everything was a hunky-dory. And I think that the brilliant rider can feel that those things are happening, and they, they can make the corrections and the adjustments without somebody having to tell them what they're seeing. I mean, I remember being in Germany riding with the late Herbert Rabine, who was a complete genius, absolute genius. Absolutely was the worst teacher on the face of the earth. So you learned from watching him and from getting on the horses after he rode them because he was he just rode by feel. And I was having some difficulties with canter Pirouette in one direction and he got on my horse and he rode and for a little while, maybe ten minutes, I didn't see him do anything dramatic. I got back on the horse and the base of the horse's neck was, I swear to God, six inches wider. He was just pumped <laughs> up at the base of his neck. He was so through. He was blooming at the base of his neck. And I looked at Mr. Rabine and I said, you know me, I want my formula. <laughs> yes. I said, well, well, what did you do? You know, tell me what you did. And he, he just shrugged his shoulders and he said, it's just riding. And I'm like, yeah, easy for <sighs> you to say. <laughs> yeah, you know? so,
0: Just riding. So for me."
2: riding he's just horseback riding you know he knows what he wants to create he knows the feeling he want he knows you know that bubbling over at 211 degrees see that's probably something you can relate to glenn bubbling (laughs) over at 211 degrees almost ready to hit 212 degrees and boil he knows he wants that feeling within the body of the horse so he goes ahead and creates it me as the effective rider needs the ground person to say, uh, "The horse is a little bit this way; he's leaning on the right shoulder." Da, 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 da. They don't have to tell me how to fix it; I can fix it. But someone has to tell me what's going on. Right? Does that make that clear?
0: Yeah, that that makes sense actually. Oh
2: yeah, and then some.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, Jane, wow. I'll tell you what we've we've been talking for for a good long time here actually and we've plain run out of time i we have about well you know what you asked me to submit some questions to you and i don't think we got to one of them and i apologize for that but that's, okay. that's we have both have add also so we never get to i try you know that's what i tried to explain to you is that we'd never get to the questions we planned because we just go off and uh right brain and left well, brain wasn't even on the list
1: i know he's right he's left brain i'm right brain we're all over the place
0: that's great well it's been a joy will you come back sometime with us again i would love to great we would love to have you back and of course chris will probably be calling you to get it get you over on the dressage radio show also sometime i'm sure right. and i know That's you awesome. know chris from a long time ago so yeah She's probably been covering you. I know she's been doing this like thirty years, so wow she's she's seen you she's seen your ups and downs along the way and a lot of ups.
2: So. <laughs> well, well, we call it shoots and ladders the <laughs>
0: horse business. There you go. Well, thank you very much. Well, that was great. I don't know about you, but I just had a good time talking to Jane, and we we hope to have her back again.
1: I, I learned so much and she's so passionate about what she does and, and teaching and taking that huge body of knowledge and experience that she has and sharing it with
0: people. And we'll put all the links. We talked about a lot of different stuff, her books, her websites, her her membership uh, site. We'll put all of that in our show notes at StableScoop.com. You know, I wanted to mention quickly, and then we'll get the heck out of here, that our giveaway, we've had a couple emails, people asking about the giveaways. Well, they're starting again in August, so we'll have more details in next week's show. Speaking of next week, we have with us Animal Communicator Anna Twiney and Lisa D. They uh, co-wrote a book that's out now, and we wanted to get them on to talk about animal communication. I'm a little bit of a skeptic, so we'll see how that conversation goes. Very nice (laughs) people. I've talked to Anna before. And you can find all of our show notes at StableScoop.com. And we thank Equestrian Collections again for being part of the show and for all they do for us on the network. Well, be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. You can find them all there in one place. Well, Helena, until we meet again next week... We will be back then with The Scoop.